T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. On this last day of 2020, welcome to the Bill Michaels Show. I uh, I gotta admit I've got mixed emotions about this. I mean, there are some people that are just. Uh, I was looking at Facebook today that are just a middle finger up to 2020. On the other hand, there was a lot of things that, uh, if you want to take positives away, you can say there was a lot of things that maybe we discovered about 2020. But uh, nevertheless, uh, we are here today, the last show for the Bill Michael Show in uh, the year of 2020, and we're going to get you ready for the Packers. And the Bears tomorrow, a best-of show on New Year's Day. A lot of football tomorrow as you've got some good games on the docket. And most notably, you're going to have Notre Dame playing, Ohio State playing, Clemson playing, Alabama playing, the Final Four, so to speak. Uh, congratulations to the Badgers who get a win and then subsequently drop the trophy and uh, shatter that thing in the locker room. But that's the kind of season, that's the kind of year it's been. And in the meantime, you got the Packers that are now efforting towards um, – trying to get the number one seed in the NFC, trying to, in doing so, knock out the Chicago Bears. Speaking of the Bears, David Haw from the Mully, Mully and Haw Show, the morning show on 6-7 of the score in Chicago, going to join us coming up here in about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. So we'll talk with him. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette's going to be here. Chris Raybon going to talk about some betting coming up uh, this uh, this weekend. Eric Baranchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette's going to be here. All that kind of good stuff. So we have it all happening a little bit later on today. Uh, the Packers picking up snacks. Harrison, uh, you know, it's one of those one of those roster moves that you think, okay, look, he gets a couple of tackles, provides some beef in the middle. Okay, you know what? That can that can bolster a team. I, I can see that. I, I I can live with that. Um, it's not a big move, but it is a move that says, hey, we're going to try to do our, our our best to at least hedge our bets a little bit. Because we believe this team is 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 ripe, that it's it's time to go. It's time to get plucked, head off to a Super Bowl. So a good move there, and it, it can't hurt, right? Can't hurt. So then you got the Packers coming up this Sunday. Give me your. I want predictions, and give me what you think are some of the more, most important factors coming into this game. Had a really good discussion last night with Grant Bills from our uh, our station out there in. Uh, in lacrosse, and then also our, from our affiliate in Eau Claire, 
We had Dan Casper, and we got into this discussion last night. Who has more pressure on them? The Packers' offense? Maybe you could say it could be both defenses. Who has more pressure? The the Bears' defense against the Packers' offense or the Packers' defense against a resurgence in the in the Bears' offense with Mitch Trubisky and company? 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. We want to hear from you because uh, I want to, want to kind of get your thoughts. I think this game is going to be very similar to what we saw just uh, just a few weeks ago, back in Week 12, when the Bears came into Lambeau Field, they looked okay. Mr. Trubisky was coming back after Nick Foles, Nick Foles went down with the injury. 41-25, Packers get the win. The, now, granted, Akeem Hicks was not on the field, and it was you know the, the the Packers had a pretty solid run game that day. They did exactly what they wanted to do. They got up, they coasted. It, it was really not much of a game. So I think it's going to be pretty similar, although playing down at Soldier Field, even though there's not fans in the stands, playing down at Soldier Field, um, it's just different. You know, you're on the road, you're down there, there's a lot of energy because they believe that that team can get to uh, get to the postseason. But, you know, that game started off, man, it, it, it was, you know, Devontae Adams gets the touch, touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. They went on a 14-play, 75-yard drive eating up seven minutes and 38 seconds in the first contest between these two teams. And then remember after that, it was Mercedes Lewis and Alan Lazard. And, I mean, all those guys got into the mix. Tanyan got into the mix. And then, you know, after that, the the Bears were, you know, putting up a few points. But it, it was, you know, Jamal Williams got into the end zone. Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, those two guys combined for 163 yards on 34 carries. And a touchdown. And, and I will say this, Devon, or, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't spread the ball around as much as he normally does. He didn't go eight, nine receivers. He went seven. And he only threw one time to Jay Sternberger, a quick five-yard out. And he only threw a couple of times to Aaron Jones. So, really, his main guys, there was five guys that he was kind of targeting. Adams, Tanya, Lazard, Equinemia, St. Brown, and, and Mercedes Lewis. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, not a target in that contest. So I think it's going to kind of go the same way it went last time. I really do. I, I don't I don't have any qualms about this. I think the Packers are going to win. I'm good with it. And that was back still when Mark Wasvada-Scanley was kind of, quote, if you want to call it in the doghouse. He played 56 snaps in that game. Never had a target. Never had a target. Had a couple of downfield blocks. But I, I just think that, this this offense is is even better than what it was in that contest. So 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Want to get your thoughts. What do you think is going to be the outcome? What do you think are the keys? Who's got pressure on them this coming ballgame? I think the Packers have a little bit of pressure. I mean, obviously, Robinson has been getting the ball more. Um, also, Montgomery has been getting the ball more. Robinson always has been the main target. He got 13 targets in the last contest, only eight catches, but he did have a couple of touchdowns. I think Montgomery has been the guy that they tried to utilize. They tried to try to get uh, try to use the run game more here as of late. So it's going to be incumbent upon the Packers to again stop the run and force Mitch Trubisky in into being Mitch Trubisky. And I think going back to even what Tremont said, 
Tremont Williams said last year, we, we wanted Mitch to play quarterback. That's true. You want Mitch to play quarterback. He's going to always make mistakes. He just does. So force Mitch to be quarterback and then let the rest fall into place. Don't turn the ball over, obviously. Still going to be a cold day. Weather's not going to be perfect. So just, you know, play your game, and the Packers should win this thing going away. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Give us a shout. What do you think the outcome of this is going to be? What do you think the outcome of this game is going to be? 855-830-8648. Uh, you can also hit me up over on Twitter. Do it there. Uh, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. We've got Sam Schmitz filling in today for Radio Joe. Uh, Sam double underscore Schmitz. Got Evan Heffelfinger behind the glass at Evan Heff 25. You can hit me up over on the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. And then look for the blue check mark over there. Uh, find us on Instagram, YouTube, uh, the way to email Bill Michaels at BillMichaelsports.com. That's Bill Michaels at BillMichaelsports.com. That's the website. Thanks to everybody listening for us uh, to us on the radio.com app as well. What do you think the keys are to this contest between the Packers and the Bears? Give me your thoughts. Give me your scores. Give me prediction-wise the outcome. And how conf- now the next question after that becomes, we're going to talk a lot about it next week, but the next question after that becomes, if you start to look at the matchups, who is the most likely to come into Lambeau Field and knock off the Packers? Who would be the most likely to come into Lambeau Field and knock off the Packers? We'll get into that. That's going to be one of the conversations, probably more so for next week. But then you start looking ahead. And the one thing we can do it as fans, Packers can't do it. I think they're focused on this game. I think it's Bears week. I think it's rivalry week. And I think they would like to do nothing more than go down there, clinch the number one, because Matt LaFleur talked about learning lessons from last year when they lost uh, some uh, some seeding. When you talk about losing to uh, the Lions on the last day of the season, learn something from last year. Don't take it lightly. Go into Soldier Field, knock them off, and hopefully, hopefully the Arizona Cardinals get a win. Hope Arizona gets a win. Not, give give the Bears the knockout blow. 855-830-8648. Dr. Funkenstein says 40-2. to two. I th- That means Aaron Rodgers is getting sacked in the end zone. I, for one, I don't think that's happening. And two, I don't want to see him getting sacked. Unless, of course, you're talking about some kind of a wide pitch out to Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon or somebody that just can't figure out uh, their way to get out of the end zone. But I'm not saying 40-2. to two. I got it more like 35, 35. I'm, I, last night I went 35-17 to 35-24. I'm going to say just 35-20. That's the way I'm going to end it. 35-20. Packers get the win. Let's go to Scott listening to us in Cuddy. Hey, Scott, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. First of all, happy New Year's to you and your family. You too, pal. Um, yeah, hey. They need to have, first of all, my thoughts, they need to have a complete game like they had last week against Tennessee. If they can play fourth quarters, like I've said before, they have a good chance. They, you know, the rattle, uh, Tominsky, that's going to be the key. Uh, no turnovers, of course. They need to stop the running game like they, like they did against uh, Tennessee last weekend. My prediction, you know, I really don't know. I see the Packers going to win. I'm thinking maybe 24-17. Um, you got to deal with the elements. You got to deal with Chicago. There's a lot of pressure. I think there's a little bit more pressure in Chicago, uh, you know. But then again, there's also pressure on the Packers because uh, 
they want to do, you know, they want to uh, uh, they want to lock in the uh, you know home field advantage. Uh, right. It's going to be a, it's going to be a good game, and I'm thinking twenty four. I'm thinking twenty four seventeen. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Packers are going to be good. And I'm hoping that Seattle gets knocked down. I can't stand them. <laughs> you think it's going to be that that low of a score that the Packers are only I, going to put put up that amount of money or that amount of t- uh, points? I I I just believe you know it's you're, you're playing New Year's Eve. It's 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 a must game. Um, it's hard to say. You know, I says I feel that Chicago has a lot to play for. They're going to be up for this game more than ever. Um, they've always played the Packers tough. It's it's at home. It's at it's at it's at Soldier Field. I just got a feeling it's it's it might be a close game. I believe the Packers are going to win, but they need to focus and they need to you know keep their eye on the on the prize. And uh, it's you know it, it it's going to be a little bit of a a little bit of a struggle. I think just because of the where they're at, the elements in Soldier Field and so forth. But I'm I'm thinking you know 24 17. Might might be thirty five seventeen like you said you know but uh, I'm I'm thinking that's to be a reality I'm saying but all right play good game have a hey a win's game. a win though I'll take it I mean it doesn't matter what the score is a win's a win and you end up uh, with home field advantage throughout so I I, I shouldn't you know kind of poo poo it but I I'm thinking that the Packers are probably going to get into the thirties on this appreciate the phone call let's do this we'll step away we'll take a quick break come back I want to get your prediction want to get your thoughts where the keys are to this game coming up Packers get a win yay or nay knock off the Bears and I guess the next question would be do the Bears still find their way into the postseason coming up at the bottom of the hour uh, we're going to be talking with uh, from David Haw he's the co-host of Mullion Haw on 670 the score in Chicago we'll get his thoughts on this contest as well but I want to hear from you that is next on the Bill Michael show everywhere in Wisconsin the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network Welcome back. Predictions for this Sunday's game between the Packers and the Bears. I'm going with 35-20. Packers get a win. And I stated Rodgers, 27-34, 287 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and he wins the MVP. Thoughts? 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. Want to hear what you think. Give us a shout again, 855-830-8648. And uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Darren listening to us in Clintonville. Darren, how you doing today, man? What's up? Hey, Bill. How you doing? Doing great. What's on your mind? First time caller. Um, I just I think you were asking about the defense and who has more pressure on them. I believe this game, it's the Bears' defense that has more pressure on them. But going forward, I believe it's the Packers' defense who has more pressure on them mm-hmm. to perform. Um, I think we get through this game, lock up the number one seed, looking ahead, coming to Lambeau. Uh, scary team is, of course, the Saints. Got a good run game, and we need to stop that. Um, 
But I just really hope we can get at least a couple thousand, maybe, fans into Lambeau for the playoffs. Yeah, we were talking about that last night, too. It's I, I look at a, a place like Buffalo. They're putting fans in the stands. Um, I go back to even a buddy of mine lives down in Ohio, down in Cincinnati, and he was saying, I mean, they're on lockdown, like curfew. you got to be off the streets at 10 o'clock at night or you will get ticketed, fined, all that kind of stuff. So, And they're still putting fans in the stands. They were putting, I think, 10,000 in the stands. So I, I, I get it. I, I understand that safety ha- there's protocols that have to be in place. But I think you can do it safely. I think other places have proven they can do it safely. I would love to see uh, fans in the stands at Lambeau Field. Um, obviously, the tailgating situation and stuff is going to be, uh, you know, very fluid in the sense that you, you're not going to be able to do certain things. But, yeah, I, I would love to see fans in the stands. I think you should put fans in the stands. I mean, not you know, and again, do it safely. You can do things safely. We can go to stores safely. We can, we can eat out safely. We can do many different things safely and conscious of those around us. So I think you do. You can do the same uh, at Lambeau Field. 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Let's go to Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how are you doing today, man? What's up? All right, Bill. What's happening? Happy holidays and a happy new you year. You too, pal. Sir. Hey, you know, uh, I really like how the Packers are looking right now. Uh, there's been a little, little bit of tweaks that have been made. They've really got this team tuned up. Uh, add a lot of pressure up the middle with Snacks and Big Tony Rush. I can't wait to see those guys on the field. Um, I think that they're going to put another 40 spot on Chicago this week, and I think Chicago just beat a team that was trying to lose. Yes, they have been looking better, but I'm calling for Darnell Savage to get another uh, pick, and he's going to get six off Mitch. I think the Packers are going to win 42-12. to I'll say Rodgers is going to go 30-35 for 342 yards, three touchdowns, and locks up the MVP. That would be a, that'd be a hell of a day at sea right there. You too, pal. Appreciate it. Last time he won 21-29, 211 yards against the Bears. But he threw four touchdowns and had a quarterback rating of 132.3. Devontae Adams, six catches and a touchdown in that game. Tanyan with five catches and that 39-yard touchdown in that game. Alan Lazard, four catches and a touchdown in that game. He had Sternberger uh, with a catch for five yards. Mercedes Lewis had a couple of catches and a a touchdown in that game. And then uh, Jamal Williams also had a rushing touchdown in that game. Remember, him and uh, Aaron Jones rushed for 163 yards. I guess the other thing to think about, now that you have this, this um, you know newfound burst of legs that you have in AJ Dillon, what is AJ Dillon going to bring to the table in this game if they decide to go in that direction and use him? You know, eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight again eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Want to hear from you again? Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Give us a shout. A um, lot of people chiming in over on the Facebook fan page. A lot of people chiming in uh, on Twitter as well. And uh, let's see here. We're uh, going with Packers win 31-24 from Logan. Uh, Mike says uh, 42-14. Uh, this one's from uh, Jacob. Jacob says, I think the Packers defense is going to rise to the occasion, get a couple of picks of Mitch, and make this a runaway. 
This is from uh, Lambo Steve. Lambo Steve says, I want to see 10,000 fans in the stands for the playoffs. I don't think that's too much to ask. Create some type of home, create some type of a home field advantage for our team. Do you think they can do that? Uh, there's some that believe firmly we should all just stay home. Um, there's others that believe that, you know, we can be able to do things and, and do it properly. I, you know, who am I to say, I know what I like, I know what I want. I guess it's not up to me to be able to implement those protocols. It's up to the Packers and those, uh, those authorities in green Bay and in Brown County. But, uh, I, I'm, I, I, I don't see why not. I mean, I, I guess I don't poo-poo it, uh, certainly, because there's been a lot of seriousness to this, this virus, and I don't want to get into that whole discussion, but I, I would love to see fans at Lambeau Field. Let's go to Braden, listening to us in Appleton on the score up there. Braden, how you doing, man? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing great today. What's on your mind? So, um, you know, I think when the Packers play the Bears uh, this weekend, I'm thinking it's kind of kind of go similar. Last time we played them, or just kind of similar all season, you know, we're going to get a lead early. Um, we're going to force them to pass the ball, which we know that they're they're another team that feeds off the the Bears are another team that feeds off the run game. And I think we're gonna we're gonna expose them in that. Um, and then, you know, you said you'd rather play the Cardinal or see the Cardinals get in than the Bears. You know, I'd almost rather have the Bears in just because. Who knows, if the Bears were to upset the Saints as the two seed, then, you know, I'd rather play the Bears than the third time than scrambling Murray. Yeah. Um, personally, that'd be my opinion. And then to answer your question on who I think could come in and beat Green Bay at Lambeau, I'd say Seattle. I mean, same thing. It's like I don't want to deal with uh, Russell Wilson doing his Russell Wilson magic. That's That's my opinion. Yeah, it, it's it, appreciate the phone call. With Russell Wilson this season, started out on fire and really carried that team. And then after a while, teams just kind of figured it out because they're just, while they're pretty good offensively, um, the defense is just, it's just not good. I mean, even when they picked up uh, Snacks Harrison and then uh, Carlos Dunlap, and it just, it hasn't materialized and given them that uh, that boost, and then obviously Snacks Harrison wanted out, and he leaves, and they put him on the waiver wire, and the Packers pick him up. Uh, it just it just hasn't materialized. Uh, they just have too many holes, defensively speaking, I think, for that team to have consistent success uh, when it comes to the – I mean, I could be wrong. Look, there's experience there. Obviously, their coaching is top-notch. There's a lot of things you can figure out, but I think when you come down to talent, man-for-man, pound-for-pound, I just think that they're uh, a weaker team coming in to the postseason. And you know what? Out of the West, you're going to have the Rams, who's, you know, their quarterback's got a broken thumb. Goff is out. You've got the Cardinals, who I think the Cardinals are a team that are they're just not ready to to run. You know, they're walking. They're going to get they're, – they're, they're right there. They're on the cusp. But I just don't think they're ready to run yet. And then there's Seattle. And Seattle's the old Wiley veteran that can figure things out. But um, I just don't think they have enough horses. I think the two teams that are probably going to give the Packers the most problems are going to be Tampa Bay and New Orleans. One of those two teams, you would assume, if the Packers get a win on Sunday, are going to have to come to Lambeau Field and, and in an NFC Championship game. And I think right now the team that I – even though the Packers beat them earlier this year, the team that I would say probably would give them the, the, the roughest time would be the Saints. 
uh, in the fact that they can run the football. Kamara can run the football. They can go to him consistently, and, and he can just ground and pound you. And the Packers obviously don't haven't proven consistently enough. Recently they stopped Derrick Henry, yes. But they haven't done it consistently enough that you would say that's – that's not a concern because it is a concern. Kamara can get it done in many different ways. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to talk with David Hall, co-host of the Mulligan Hall Show on 670 The Score out of Chicago. Let's talk some Bears football when we come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The final show of 2020 for a train wreck of a year in many different facets, albeit it has been an exciting one when it comes to sports. Glad to have you on board, and hopefully you enjoy your night safely, whatever it is you're going to do, and then uh, we'll all reconvene here for the uh, Green and Gold postgame show coming up immediately following Green Bay and Chicago this weekend down at Soldier Field. Welcome back to the program. I'm Bill Michaels. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, our buddy David Haw, co-host of the Mully and Haw Show at 670 The Score down in Chi-Town. David, how you been? Morning, Bill. Doing fine. You know, as you just aptly described, ready for this train wreck of a year to be over. So, uh, But we've got a good game to look forward to on Sunday at least. Okay, I'm, I'm listening to you guys the other day. And I'm hearing people call in, and then there's this this little undercurrent of people believing the 10-year anniversary since the Packers went into there and, and won in the NFC Championship game and went on to a Super Bowl. And then, obviously, the Bears had lost to the Packers to end the season and allowed the Packers to get into the postseason. And all of a sudden, this is going to be a returning of the favor, so to speak. Give me your level of confidence for the Bears in this upcoming contest. Those were the people who might have started drinking a little early. Uh, <laughs> New Year's. Um, level of confidence isn't necessarily real high, if you ask me, Bill. I have to say this. You have to give credit to the Bears for turning things around. You know, they realized that there needed to be some changes. They realized the identity needed to be uh, addressed. And, and Matt Nagy gave up play-calling duties, and we know what happened after that. They, they, they pared things down. They put Mitchell Trubisky back at quarterback in the offensive line, which I think has been the biggest source of the improvement, it stabilized that offense. But I think everything is relative. You have to keep in mind that they've done this, uh, this many resurgence against the, you know, the bottom five defenses in the NFL. And they've done this against teams that don't uh, have a lot to play for. That changes Sunday. And I think that uh, little Green Bay <laughs> is going to be a big challenge um, for the Bears. And I think offensively, you saw the last time they played just how limited – um, this uh, this group can be when they lack balance. I think that will be better. I think the offense will be better for the Bears. But I really think overall the biggest problem we're going to see on Sunday is, um, you know, look, what, what Aaron Rodgers is doing is, is special and extraordinary, and it's his 25-5 record against the Bears speaks for itself. But I think the biggest challenge for the Bears is stopping the running game, and I think until they're able to do that, they don't even have a chance to, to hope – that Rodgers may may be somebody that, that you know will have an off day. I'm not sure they're going to be able to stop the Packers on the ground. I know that Akeem Hicks was out of this last contest, and they put up 163 yards between Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Now he is ailing and was not at practice uh, through their walkthrough yesterday. Any word as to whether or not he's going to be back? Because he they're a different team when he's in the trenches. 
Yes, absolutely they are. Um, and we saw the same dynamic with uh, uh, Hicks against the Vikings when he came out. Dalvin Cook started running the football a lot better uh, against that defense. He's likely to play, I think. I, I guess it would be a surprise. He, he has been taking you know, a day off during practice, a veteran's day. Um, he, he does have the hamstring issue, which is, continues to be, I think, an issue um, for him. But I, I guess I would be really surprised, given the stakes and get, knowing Hicks and and understanding what uh, what he'd be playing for on Sunday, I think he's going to be in, in the middle of that defense. You know, he's not been as as big of a problem. They just have, the Bears have not really tackled well, and they've been too easy to move. And they really have missed Eddie Goldman all year against the run. And and uh, their their edge rushers have not been as uh, explosive or disruptive as they needed to be. And just overall, their entire uh, run defense has been softer than, than you would expect from this Bears defense. It's softer, certainly, than they can uh, afford it to be on Sunday. Mitch Trubisky, over the last five games since coming back, uh, his completion percentage is over 68%, and he's got a 99.3 quarterback rating. I mean, uh, what I see is they're using the run and utilizing uh, the run so much more. They're putting him on the move, moving the pocket, and also it's almost like they've taken a couple of pages out of the Packers' playbook. You know, run some play action, get guys in motion, move some things around. His, is this something that has been embraced since Laser took over the play calling from Matt Nagy and the fact that it puts Mitchell Trubisky in the best possible situation to be successful? Without question. You just described it well. And I think what's been frustrating for Bears fans and a lot of us here in Chicago who have been observing the Bears since Matt Nagy came in 2018 is why it took so long for them to grasp the obvious. This is a quarterback that um, was not a good fit for the scheme that you know Matt Nagy brought to Chicago. Now they got by in 2018 because I think they had a spectacular defense um, but he was erratic and inconsistent at times, and, and even that season when they went to the playoffs. But what's happened over the course of the last year and a half and, until he got benched against the Falcons earlier this year was they were asking him to do things that weren't necessarily accentuating his strengths. And his strengths are that he is a pretty good athlete, and he is better uh, and more accurate, which has been his biggest uh, you know, in, biggest problem. But he's more accurate when he's moving. He's He's a quarterback that likes to – um, be uh, in rollouts and boots and, and things that um, take advantage of a play-action passing game. And Bill Lazor's done a better job since taking over play-calling duties, I think, of of kind of playing to those strengths. And I guess you have to give Matt Nagy credit, even though a lot of people want to still give him blame for not grasping this earlier. But you have to give Matt Nagy credit for when, when the Bears were desperate in the midst of that losing streak, the six-game losing streak that defined this year, he figured that, okay, desperate times call for desperate measures. The scheme no longer matters uh, or doesn't matter as much. We're going to finally do what we should have done a long time ago and tailor the game plan around this guy's talent. I, I guess uh, over the last five contests, is this kind of buying into fool's gold? The only win the Bears have, obviously, is over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers had 11 penalties for over 100 yards, and, and it even took Tom Brady forgetting how many downs there were. Uh, at the end of the ball game to kind of put the kibosh on their drive. So, you know, is this because they're beating up on bad teams right now? See, I've always said, look, if you're a good team, that's exactly what it is you're supposed to do, and you don't apologize for it. But is uh, is it kind of buying into fool's gold if you start to look at Mitch Trubisky and go, yeah, he's the quarterback we thought he was going to be when they drafted him years ago? Could be, but, you know, you look around the league and, and you see that the bar's pretty low to have a serviceable NFL starting quarterback, and I think that's mm-hmm. really – all the Bears have ever wanted him to be, uh, as long as they're provided their defense plays as well as it can 
and play. But there's an element of fool's gold involved in what's going on here in Chicago. I think that you have to have an awareness of that. Look, this is the NFL, as you know well, Bill, I mean, it legislates parity. And the expanded playoff field has changed the tenor of discussions in places like, you know, the Bears in Chicago this week and the Cardinals in Arizona. There are opportunities that, um, you know, might not be as, as enticing or as possible uh, it, under the, the old format. So we're getting a little carried away, maybe a little ahead of ourselves, but, but we're also balancing that here in Chicago with the, with the reality of when you look around the league and you, you start to weigh the alternatives for the Bears in the future at the position, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that Mitch Trubisky might be your best option in 2021, and he has an opportunity on Sunday to remove the doubt. He also has a chance that he could – you know, reinforce some of the skeptics that, that think that he is not the guy. He has a lot riding on Sunday's outcome. If he plays well, he will take the Bears into the playoffs if they can win this game, and he'll change the entire narrative and maybe the course of his career. If he, if he stinks and he throws three picks and they get blown out, like is, it's entirely possible, then I think that's going to make a decision easier for whoever is making those decisions at Hallis Hall. Talking with David Haw, the Mulligan Haw Show at 670 The Score down in Chicago, talking some Bears football. That was going to be my next question because let's just say they lose this game, but Arizona loses and they still get into the postseason. Yeah, it's it's. I don't want to say it's backing in, but it, you know that's going to be the narrative. You know, coming into that next contest. But do you ignore the full body of work, or do you just look at the recent and then you know, like you said, who's going to be calling those shots? Is it going to be Ryan Pace or somebody else? And then obviously, is Matt Nagy still going to be there? I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't. It's hard for me to look over the last five games and go, okay, all the problems are corrected and it's exactly what we expected it to be eventually. It's hard for me to say that, and I think you know, that's why you're looking at a helicopter view saying, let's see the entire body of work and then make a judgment before we say, okay, by the way, they figured all these things out. Uh, I just thought you know, five weeks ago it was a no-brainer. Trubisky wasn't coming back. Foles wasn't coming back. Nagy wasn't coming back. Pace shouldn't come back. And then you should just kind of write it off and say we're going into a rebuild. You know what I mean? I definitely know what you mean, and we have changed the discussion here in town because of what the Bears have done the last several weeks and put themselves in this position. And if they do back into the playoffs, which is exactly what they would be doing under under that scenario, and you know, the Rams could beat the Cardinals very well with that defense, and the, and the mm-hmm. Bears could get blown out by the Packers and still have a playoff game to play. And then you're like, now what? Well, I, I, I do think you'd have to take – uh, almost a case by case basis, and, and look at each guy objectively. You know, Ryan Pace. They've the Bears have yet to win a playoff game since he's been the general manager. You, you referenced ten years ago. That's the last time the Bears won a playoff game yep. <laughs> in in the tw- 2010 season. Um, Matt Nagy, if he got to playoffs two out of his first three years, that's historically good in Chicago. So I think he would probably be safe. Trubisky. It depends on how he plays in the biggest game of the year. I think so. I think pace if the Bears back into the playoffs after losing Sunday might be in the most jeopardy. Although you have to, you know, this Bill from being around for a long time, the, the McCaskies probably don't have a great appetite for change in the midst of a pandemic, like a lot of NFL uh, ownership groups. So you have to factor that in as well. So there are a lot of unanswered questions, and I think Sunday will bring us a little bit closer to that. Even though I would expect there to be, we're closer. If I had to, you know. Percentage-wise, we're probably 60-42 to having no change in the Bears embracing the status quo, but I think it, a lot depends on what goes on Sunday. 
David, what's it like down there right now? I remember as we sit here and talk about this 10 years ago, man, we were heading down to Soldier Field for an NFC Championship game. I remember I was working for the network at the time. It was just electric. I was I, I did a pep rally for the Packers fans over at the Hyatt. We ended up doing some stuff over at House of Blues that same night. The town was on fire. I mean, uh, it, they were starting to tailgate at like 6 a.m. I mean, what is it like down there right now? You know, it's just kind of sad because uh, it just all season there's there's not been. It's it's interesting, and the Bears have, you know, been relevant, and we talk about them, and you know, we we can do our jobs, and and certainly uh, there's there's a lot of interest because the Bears are to Chicago, what the Packers are to Green Bay, and we you know you love the rivalry and you love all the tradition and everything the NFL season represents, but you know it is different without the fans, without the Sunday rituals, without the the weekly sort of uh, uh, calling uh, to to the stadiums, and so you miss a little bit of the buzz. and And I think that this week has been. Uh, I think we're just grateful. Uh, you keep things in perspective that you're you're allowed and able to talk about the Bears in Week 17 because there was a time during the six game losing streak it was like okay this is playing out the string and now we're going to be in, in coaching searches and executive searches and talking about what's next for a miserable franchise stuck in reverse. And, and I just don't, uh, so they salvaged some of that uh, good feeling and it's just not going to be the same this year. We know, um, we know what this year has been and, and in every NFL city in Chicago is no different. David, you guys stay safe down there. I look forward to the next time we all get together for maybe one of those simulcasts like we did uh, last season. And uh, hopefully everybody's just back and we get back to a normal, uh, normal way of life in 2021, pal. Okay. I miss the broad stop too, uh, Bill. Happy New Year and, and enjoy enjoy Sunday. Take care. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. David Haw from uh, the Mully and Haw Show on 670 The Score down in Chicago joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 85-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. If you're looking for a good team, a new team, any team to go to, they got it going on. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. Uh, there is one team efforting towards the postseason that's uh, that's struggling right now. We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are headed to Chicago to face the Bears Sunday at 325. Bears head coach Matt Nagy is pleased at his team's focus after snapping a six-game losing streak by winning three in a row. Collectively, it feels, feels good right now. Okay, we, we broke through a six-game slide. We've won three in a row. Now we can pull back a little bit and just play. No, that's not it. We just keep staying the course. We worry about this week. We don't worry about one other thing other than Sunday uh, kickoff. Akeem Hicks is back in action on the Bears' defensive line after missing the last time these two teams met five weeks ago. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Anytime a guy of that caliber isn't in there, it definitely leaves a hole. And I think not that the other guys aren't talented players, because I'm not saying that. I think this is as talented of a front as we will see all year. Packers defensive lineman Kingsley Kiki missed practice yesterday undergoing the concussion protocol. 
and Green Bay has claimed Damon snacks Harrison off waivers. Now, the Seahawks claim Harrison told them on Monday that he was done with football. Harrison said after leaving the Lions last spring, he rejected offers this summer from the Bucks and the Dolphins because of concerns over COVID. Yeah, that, that was the only reason why I didn't sign with the team earlier, because it, the, the coronavirus thing had just happened, and at the time, the NFL didn't have a plan, so I didn't feel safe with making a decision, and I didn't have to rush into a decision then either. At Snacks Harrison in Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Peace up, Peace up. A-Town. Snacks Harrison telling the uh, Seattle Seahawks uh, just didn't uh, didn't want to do the football thing anymore. They let him go. He gets waived, claimed by the Packers, and uh, tweets out bingo. Um, some feel that maybe he was just trying to orchestrate his way to a team that he uh, originally maybe wanted to go to. So, uh, so good for the Packers. And with Kingsley Kiki out, you've got more beef. You got uh, you know another big body uh, up front if uh, need be, and you know he get him in and. Maybe he can give you something, uh, you know, going to the postseason. In the meantime, the Cleveland Browns heading to the postseason, they've shut down their practice facility. They're conducting contact tracing after two more players have tested positive for COVID-19. Tight end Harrison Bryant, linebacker Malcolm Smith, two players who tested positive. Um, Bryant placed on the uh, reserve COVID list uh, on Tuesday after being identified as a high-risk close contact to another individual who had tested positive outside of the building. And then Smith is going to be added to the list today. The Browns also closed their facility yesterday after a coach and practice squad player tested positive for uh, the same thing. Uh, Cleveland now trying to get to dealing with the, the coronavirus issues since Saturday when they had to place uh, their top four wide receivers on the reserve COVID list. And Stefanski, their head coach, said those receivers, uh, those guys, and their linebacker, Jacob Phillips, going to come off the reserve list uh, and practice today. But, uh, again, the building is still closed. They're just trying to get themselves into the postseason. They can clinch its first playoff berth in 17 seasons with a win over the Steelers this weekend. Steelers sitting a lot of guys. So the likelihood of that, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Cleveland, boy, uh, that, they would salivate over the fact that they get into the postseason and do it by getting a win over the Steelers, who have been so dominant in that division for so many years, the rivalry there. We'll step away, take a quick break. We'll come back. Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette next to the Bill Michael Show. To border the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.